Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy. And I'm T.J. Miller. Thanks for having me on the program. Yeah, it's so good to have you back. It's so so excited to have you here. We're gonna, you know, what we're gonna do T.J. today. What? We're gonna kind of tackle all the world's big questions. Just kind of break it down for people so that they can just go on living. I'm excited about it. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think people are going to listen to this podcast, have a little extra uh, bounce in their step. I hope so for the day, uh, for the rest of the day. And maybe on the week. Says to them, if somebody says to you today or sometime this week, they go, "Geez, you have a twinkle in your eye, yeah, yeah, and a bounce in your step." Are you yeah. pregnant? Say no, no. But I did listen to Cashing In with T.J. Miller's Miller. most recent podcast, yeah. And then you strike them in the shoulder with your arm, yeah. Well, I think it's going to be enough. Like people go, "What'd you do today?" And I think it's going to be okay for people just to say, I listened to Cashing In with T.J. Miller, and that was enough. C&T logs some pods, and I just heard the most recent one. I think that's enough. That's what, <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. And really get real pause, defensive. Really pause. What did you do? Motherfucker. Well, I was listening to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. What the hell were you doing? Yeah. Huh? With your life. And then just eat life cereal. I was, listening. I was listening to the triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Question one. Trip, 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 banger. I invited a compulsive gambler to my poker game. Was that wrong? Compulsive gambler. Did you know that he was a compulsive gambler? I didn't. Not before I asked Yeah, him. That's, I think that's wrong. Did he? What did he say? Did he say, well, I'm a compulsive He said, gambler. I haven't gambled in uh, 12 months. I'm in a 12-step program or something. And you go, was it once every each month, you pussy? Come on over. Low stakes. Penny <laughs> I said, play. I did. I replied. I go, it's low stakes. <laughs> and my wife was getting on me. She's like, that's like offering an alcoholic a beer. I'm like, I know, but it's a $20 buy-in. It's no big deal. <laughs> and we were arguing about it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to ask T.J. Miller. You give somebody a light beer? <laughs> I, I'm actually an alcoholic. I haven't had a drink in 12 years. All right, well, then have a 3-2 Bud Light. Have a light beer. <laughs> Jeez. Have a Canadian beer. It doesn't count. Not like a Guinness or something. doesn't count. Triple banger lightning round Triple question two round. is not using a coaster genetic. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. No, I think, I mean, it's obviously a learned thing, but it is a weird 
there's got to be something to it where, but I got to say, I think you should use a coaster, but also I don't like people when you put your, your drink down, they go, uh, uh, and they go get a coaster from somewhere else and then put it underneath of it and kind of go, uh-uh. Yeah. Because you here's the thing. That. Leave your coasters out. You know what? Make it clear that you have coasters. Yeah. Or I'd rather have some rings on my table and not be an a-hole. Exactly. <laughs> you Ring know? around the posers. Triple banger lightning round, question three. Triple More- banger lightning round, question three. <laughs> More annoying, leaf blowers or religious zealots? Religious zealots. Hmm. Leaf blowers I like. I like when somebody's blowing leaves on the side of uh, mm. the street. You you disagree. I disagree. Here's what I'll say. I disagree. I would rather I like going up to them and kind of saying, Hey, can I do you mind if I walk through? You know, and then as I walk through, if they seem like a nice one, I'll go, You wanna give me a little little <laughs> shoot it, you know? I got dust on my shoes. I could use a little <laughs> That's what I'll say to them. <laughs> Come on. What is that? I don't even give know. Give me a little Give me a little blow. Give yeah. me a little blow. Well, I don't say that because then. Yeah, that's that I've had a tough time. I was in Nevada, and I said, "Give me a little blow." And this guy, he had my pants off, and I was inside of his mouth faster <laughs> than I could have even imagined. And once, if it's that fast uh, and it's happening, I saw that. I don't on, think that's a gay I thing. I saw that clip on TMZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. a misunderstanding. Well, it wasn't TMZ. It was N- NMZ. It was the Nevada version. Right, right. TMZ. Yeah, they've got their own. It's mostly just meth heads blowing things up. Listen, the, the leaf blower thing, I mean, first, there's no reason for a leaf blower. Why uh, would you the say wind, that? Because, the, what, is the wind on vacation? Let the wind do its job. Okay. It's almost usurping. <laughs> it's almost usurping the wind. We're selling that T-shirt, listeners. Let the, let, wind, the, let the wind do its job. Like, <laughs> come on. The wind's like, what the fuck? I'm the trying T-shirt's going to say, come on, leaf What are you blowers? blowing leaves around for? Let what the difference does it make where the leaves are? They're, they're going to be in a different place. They still exist. I mean, wait. now, it's it's really noisy. It, religious salads aren't noisy usually. They're at least they're quiet. But there's a they're it, very pleasant. But it's a quiet clamoring. It's, they're just blah. and you can make fun of them. You can't make fun of noise. You can't make fun of a leaf blower. There's wherever you are. I don't care what hotel you are around the world. There is a leaf blower waiting to wake your ass up at six seven in the morning. I'm going to say this. I, we obviously disagree in this respect. I think religious zealots are just terrible to have to listen to or be around. But Do you I, know who wakes up the rooster? The leaf blower. You know who? You know, <laughs> You know who wakes up to reality? Not the religious zealot. And also, I'll say this. I think we should move on because okay. it's a triple banger lighting okay. round. But I think all of this could be solved if you just go and you get a little... <laughs> I think the moment uh, that you, you make friends with the leaf blower and you say, will you give me a little... <laughs> then you'll change your mind. And right. that was your triple banger triple lightning banger round. Lightning round. Love it. Yep. Where were you, TJ? Oh geez, I was uh, I was back in uh, in, in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin recently. Were you really? I, was. I love that I guy. Did a, uh, I did a, a one-off show. The club is it's not doing the best. It's struggling just a little bit. And he was one of the first people that headlined me, so I decided uh, to been go back. Such a good guy. And I'm doing a show basically for free. I'm going to give him all the proceeds. He's just going to pay to get me out there. I'm going to do the spot. It's right. It was right before I went to Madison, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. So I kind of just routed it in there, and did I my, wanted to my name come up. A sort of a thank you. No, no, no one has said no, anything about no, you. No, in fact, no. I brought your name up, and people He's like who? They put their hands over my mouth, and they said, "Don't." <laughs> don't did you and go, i said <laughs> <laughs> when you're in madison did you go to that bar 
that they always go to afterwards downtown. I didn't go. It's my first time there. Maybe they didn't, you know. No, I, no, it wasn't your first time there. It was my first time. It's the first time I've ever done a comedy club on state in Madison, Wisconsin. It's a uh, John Yoder room. A notorious booker. I thought we were talking West. about Appleton. No, 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 but Appleton. Yeah, I go to the uh, which bar? Which bar are you talking about? Yeah, there's a bar because I was just in Appleton. Yeah, and there's this bar, and I was there maybe a year and a half ago in the summer, or uh, in yeah, no, it was in the yeah, it was it was in the Christmas time. Well, I we, no, listen, we need to know specifically when it was. It was Christmas time. Okay, good. Okay. Because that's part of the story. <laughs> and I looked up, and I was kind of you know, I was like, oh my god, this is the most Christmas decorations I've ever seen. I mean, there were thousands and thousands of like different. I mean, it was a, insane. Every the entire roof, everything was covered with Christmas decorations. So I was back there in like September, and we went over there, and I we went to the same bar. And I'm like, oh my god. They really start their Christmas preparations early, mm-hmm. and because uh, the same stuff was up there, and someone was like, "No, you don't understand. They've been decorating this bar in the Christmas spirit for the last like thirty years. It was thirty years worth of decorations." Wow. Yeah. Was that a good enough story for a podcast? It was one of the best stories I'd ever heard. <laughs> Just so much so that it took my <laughs> breath away. I'm a little embarrassed I told this no, story. No, I like that. I mean, it, what's weird to me is when people get so gung-ho about yeah. that stuff. I mean, that's 30 years. Of, I, I think it's weird enough. If you have freestanding reindeer, not a Santa Claus, if you yeah. have freestanding reindeer in your yard, you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. You don't need to show. Everyone knows about the reindeer. Yeah. We don't need to have reindeer out. Look, I bought reindeer. Each of these reindeer. You know how much these reindeers cost me? $30 a piece. <laughs> Got them in a bundle package. Got six in the gay garage. Did you say gay garage? <laughs> Fuck you. Get off my lawn. That's reindeers only up there on that lawn. Where, where is this Ridiculous. person? Where is this person? Strangely from New Jersey. <laughs> from Marlboro, New Jersey. Yeah, but he moved from Hey, Je- No, he's originally from Marlboro. His parents were hard of hearing, and they had a slight twang. <laughs> now get off my lawn. I'm going to do some leaf blowing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Madison. I, I, I got uh, got confused. I've done that club. I like that club a lot. Nice yeah, I, you know, I think nice uh, people. it's it's interesting. I, I I didn't work for John Yoder for years. Uh, he just wasn't into it. And then now I'm starting to work for him more. And uh, but the, you know, one of the greatest experiences I ever had was I did his rooms in the UP, in the Upper Peninsula, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In Michigan. He's got a couple yeah. of one nighters that don't pay much. And I want to go back and do them again. Mm-hmm. I do because they're so awful, and you get paid like seventy five or hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks maybe at the best one. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, but they're you're really taking comedy into these very remote places, yeah. and people yeah. love it. Yeah, he's always so, uh, John Yoder's always been good to me. Yeah, see, I mean, he I like likes him. you, but you're also a funnier, more capable stand-up comedian. I like him. I like him. Shimmy. Um, I was at an audition. That's where I where was. Where were you? Yeah, I did an audition uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was weird. There was this girl next to me uh, in the waiting in line. Because that's the kind of auditions I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where sure. you just wait in line, sure. like at McDonald's sure. or something. Sure. And this is a true story out of the blue. She goes, do you, do you eat a Papa John's? Do you ever eat a Papa John's pizza? Do you ever eat a Papa John's? Do you ever eat a Papa John's she pizza? She said it like that. She kept saying it. Yeah. She kept Papa asking John. me because I was like, she had a very light voice. Like, do you ever eat Papa John's? Do you eat Papa John's pizza? Do you ever eat Papa John's? And finally I go, yeah, I guess, you know, I eat there once in a while at Papa John's. She's like, don't eat a Papa John's. Papa John raped my sister. That's not true. Yeah. I swear. No. I swear. What? Yeah. Papa John raped my sister. No, she didn't say she that. She said that. Who was it? Yeah, it was some random girl. Is she just an actress? 
Huh? An actress? Yeah, an actress. She said Papa John's raped... She claimed that Papa John raped her sister. The actual Papa? John? Well, I said that's, that's, that's how I responded. I go, look, I don't think there is a Papa John. Are you sure? That's like, I'm, you know... <laughs> I don't believe it. Don't, Duncan Donuts. What did she say? Duncan cockbuck my grandpa <laughs> like it's not a person duncan i go well, how old was papa i mean how old has that company been around for there is a guy there's a guy but his name is not papa john i don't know what his name is but the, the guy in the ads oh you place. know what it was jimmy johns no yeah it was jimmy johns are you telling the truth yeah i, mean, I swear well i gotta say then i swear that this happened papa johns because i i was gonna say jimmy johns. i was gonna say how can she slight and slander his name, Jimmy. When John. she no Papa John, it was Jimmy when she. John. Sa- I know, but when she's saying Papa John, so the way you were saying it made me want to order it. Papa John, <laughs> Papa John. Despite the rape charges, you know what? Rape can be overcome by delicious pizza. Don't I like McDonald's? I've said that. Hamburger Grimace and Ronald McDonald gangbang my sister-in-law. <laughs> but wait, so it's Jimmy John? So it was she Jimmy said John's. Jimmy John. Because now that I think about it, I remember thinking, yeah, I kind of like their cookies, and that's Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that it's a Midwest, this is very dark? It's a Midwest chain, right? It's very dark. But yeah. do you think that while her sister was being raped by Jimmy John, at any point she thought, "This is terrible. This is the worst moment of my life." But I do kind of like their cookies. <laughs> it's possible. Don't you know what? Here, here's another thing. Don't meet someone and talk about your sister being raped. Yeah, How that's probably that? not a good icebreaker. Yeah, she's not doing anybody anything. She literally, that was our first conversation. That is so weird. Yeah. And you guys went out after that, obviously. Well, now, yeah, we're going to, we have, we have something lined up and later tonight. you had a tonight. Capicola 7. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people claiming they've been molested, too. Uh, Lately, you yeah. mean with the Sandusky stuff? Or what? Yeah, it just seems like everyone's got, uh, you know, someone, to, I mean, come on, let's all, at a certain point, didn't we all get touched inappropriately uh, at some point in our lives? I mean, yeah, Probably. you know, but it's, it's I mean, when we were different. like, when you're two and three, you're walking around naked. People are, you know, grabbing at you. I think, <laughs> you're, grab I think your, your upbringing is distinctly different than I had imagined. <laughs> seems if that was normalized for you. I don't at all. Want, I, I don't I don't mean to seem, uh, uh, you know, insensitive. Not, yeah. Not compassionate to that. I'm just saying that um, there are a lot of those stories, and sometimes you wonder. A lot of people say that. Here's what I don't get into when somebody says, you know, I was molested when I was younger. And you go, really? Oh, that's terrible. What happened? They go, I, I don't remember. Well, yeah, that that's what I'm work. saying. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't remember totally it. And I got it. It got drawn out of me in some therapy session. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think thing. we all probably took showers with. You oh, know, yeah. With every adult that I could adult. get my hands yeah. on. Damn it. And, and you know, what? I was seven years old. I would take I would, I would strip down and put myself in someone's mouth faster than they could even imagine. So quick it was. Yeah, I used to run around naked. I mean, that's just part of you know. And you expect to get grabbed ass a little bit when you run around the neighborhood naked. This is. We need to. We need to talk to a therapist. We need to talk to your family. Also, I had this. Our family had this horrible. I mean, he, he was a, he was a nice person. I, well, he wasn't. He was really a difficult guy. But he would like pay me in boulders to do things. He would dare me, and he dare me with like boulders. You know, like marbles, big boulders. Yeah. Uh, and so I would do crazy stuff, you know. I, like I went into a tree and jumped out of a tree naked, and that, my dad came home right as it was happening. It was very embarrassing. I mean, this is a circle. Listen, this is a pattern in a circle that you need to break with your son. You can't let him be jumping off of things in the nude, and you're not allowed to grab him and then tell him, "Hey, it happens to everybody." No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, my yeah, little weird seven-year-old boy. That's true. So yeah, let's move on. Well, that's from where that, we were. That is super uncomfortable. That's cash. where we were. Yeah. 
Uh, let's move on to the essential questions <laughs> of human nature. Let's do it. Ooh, these are always tough. Yeah, these are hard. Very okay. difficult. All right, all right. Difficult. Um, do your friends root for you, do you think? Or they kind of root, secretly root against you? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I think it depends on the friend. We, we, you know, Arj Barker? Yeah. We, we moved to L.A. And together, and we always had a theory that most friends are never really truly happy at their friend's good fortune. I think it depends on the friends. I would say I, I do feel like you, Pete Holmes, Nick Vaderotz, I mean, my closest friends, I think, I hope, root for me. They have to be doing well enough themselves so That's they true can handle too. it. That's, That's a true, too. And I also find that it's tough to, the, the more successful you get, cue, cue whatever music you would play behind me saying the douchiest thing in the world, which is what I'm about to do. Yeah. But the, the more successful that you get, the more you see which people are sort of f- friends that are able to be happy for you and which friends really were only happy when you were at their same level or station. And that's weird. And I, I've always felt... And people argue with me because they say, well, you know, TJ, things go well for you, so it's easier for you to say this. But I, I, I am always really excited when something good happens for people because I don't – it's not competitive. I mean, my, my whole thing is, you know, I have this, 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 this kind of, you know, mind frame that is – that's not a real expression or word. But I have this mind frame that is – you know, I believe that that we, the more comedy there is, the better. And so, the more people gain success in comedy, I'm I'm more excited because they're they're able to make more people laugh. Well, a lot of comedians are really competitive with each other. They don't realize is you, if you be. lift your friends up, they will help you too. It, <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's like a team. It's I sort of like a. My mother was so um, uh, sort of impressed by the fact that the comedians are much more supportive of one another than actors are. I find very much. I find so. that actors, but not as much as musicians. You think musicians are even more supportive? Yes, I do. Because because they can jam together. No, I disagree. I think they're more supportive. I think these musicians, no. Bands are always breaking up. You're the front man. I'm just the drummer. I think it's more apples and oranges with music. And I, you know, like you you get a, I don't think a flute player competes with a, with a guitar player. Well, then it's, then it's stand-up comedian doesn't compete with a sketch comedian, if you want to say it like that. But I think, you know, in general, if you're, if you're friends with someone, you should be rooting for them. And if you're not, if you're unhappy when they succeed, you need to go, you need to look at your own life. You need to go to therapy. You maybe need to get a little bit of a leaf blow. <laughs> get a leaf blow. <laughs> you know, I have some friends that are <laughs> that really so weird. Good at stuff. I, I felt like we had sex in some weird way. That was the type of intercourse. Breathing. I, um, I, I think uh, I have some friends that are superior. I have a friend that like took all the parts in his garage and built an engine. I can't even figure out how to get the drawstring back and in my you, shorts. You were it, made me, it made me feel a little bad of myself. He's always like building things. He's like, I've just built a statue. It's a ro- it's also a robot that makes copies. You know, and I'm, I can't do anything. Well, he, so built, think, he built a Xerox machine. Yeah, pretty much. And he yeah. called it a statue. It's a robot. <laughs> no, but it's shaped like a statue. It's it actually craps and out. What are statues shaped like? Yeah. All statues are different shapes. <laughs> uh, like a thing that's shaped like a statue is just All a three-dimensional object, really, if you think about it. It. All I'm saying is, TJ, you need to you need to have a few friends that you're probably superior to, mm-hmm. just to make you feel a little bit better about yourself. And that's why a lot of people have kids. They create a friend. <laughs> they can beat at basketball for a few years, right? I mean, you, you've got at least ten years where you can probably be. I really do think people love their superiority to their kids, and then when their kids get good at stuff, that's when they stop getting. Well, it's, it's interesting because my father would always beat me in every sport. 
because I never. And he still can, as far as I can tell. He totally he's got a cane. can. Doesn't matter. No, he does. He's getting knee surgery, and my sister jokingly said, "I was at your birthday. Your dad said play? I can kick my son's ass at every sport." He didn't say that. Halfway around the moon, he's he never said, said that. that. That's Halfway around the moon, he did say. <laughs> then he goes, "Papa John raped my sister." No, he didn't. You know what your problem is? A lot of people don't know this. Cash has a rare mental disorder where he believes that every person is the same person. <laughs> he believes that everyone is the same exact one person, and then there's him and his wife <laughs> and his son, who's not very good at basketball. How old's your son now? He's uh, one and a half. Terrible almost. at basketball. Yeah. yeah, I kicked his ass halfway around the moon. That's right. That's as right. my father wouldn't say. <laughs> It's no, great. I think that's a good thing. You know, it's interesting. Then, it's true. You have kids, and you sort of... My father still beats me in squash, and that's got to make him feel great. But I just don't think, you know... I, I think the only thing I'll be committed with my kids is I'll always, I will always be funnier than them. I think there is a oh, distinct thing. Well. There is a distinct thing. I never was better than my father at racket sports, let's say. Mm-hmm. But I think there is... I think I am funnier than my father. Not because he's not one of the funniest people I've ever met, but more because <laughs> I spend all my time trying to be funny and, again, and working on comedy. But uh, there was a distinct change. It's like when we're at dinner, uh, you know, and I say something that gets a bigger laugh than the thing that he said, yeah. he kicks my ass halfway around the moon, sucker. <laughs> That's right. I mean, who Rack-a-lack. who hasn't been slapped in the ass with a squash racket at one time again, or another? You Come gotta, on, I think in you the need shower. to talk Come to on. someone, a professional, about your experience. <laughs> who hasn't been grab-assed in the nudity. shower with a squash Too racket? much nudity. Who hasn't? Come Too on. Too much racket-related molestation. We, you know what? Let's get it over with. We were all molested. No, okay. All right. Okay, but all I'm saying is it's good to be. And you know what? The thing you're saying about being funnier than your child. Uh, first of all, that's probably true. Are you funnier than your son? But this is what's great about having a kid. And, and, and Matt, you know this. I think we were talking about this. You can make your kid laugh so easy when he's one. It's so awesome. I just I don't need to go do sets anymore. I just, 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 I can make him laugh. And I can do the same joke over and over again mm-hmm. for like three or four weeks. I find that I have the same. Like, here's my closer. Here's my closer. I just go, the shy, the shy, shy. Then he loves that. And he just goes nuts. I he will laugh so hard he will shit himself. I got, <laughs> I'm serious. I got to admit something. I did just smile when you did that. The shy, shy. The shy. Who's not laughing at that? You should close in real life with that. I find that I have the same ability. You're able to make your son laugh, yeah. right? Over yeah. and over. Same yeah. thing. You I have that the same, same skill thing with crowds. With, with live crying. Crowds. No, with crying with yeah. your son. I can make him cry over and over. You know how I do it? The shy. The shy. The shy. The shy. And then you go. <laughs> yeah. Blowing his um, face. <coughs> you know, so, it's not like that. It's my girlfriend's uh, pit bull. When I go in his face, he tries to bite my face. That's true. <laughs> and here's the thing I don't like about dogs. Let me say this real quick. I don't like if you're dating someone and they have a dog and the dog tries to bite you mm. and you punch it in the face. Yeah. Then the, the, they get mad at you. Why'd you hit my dog? Your dog tried to bite my face. I defended myself. I didn't. He didn't try and bite my face, and then like two days later, I go, "Hey, remember when you tried to bite my face? Boom! Take that." I, I, I didn't do that. No, it but depends if he on tries, how big the dog is. If I'm if I'm hitting his face away from me, he's trying to bite me. It's a pit bull. It's a oh, full okay. yeah. grown pit bull. You got to defend yourself against that yeah. dog, and then she gets mad. It's not fair. Dogs yeah. should be held to the same standards as people when it comes to violence. Now, if a dog well, shoots, it depends. A bunch the- of people, it should shoot itself at the end. <laughs> That's what I see. <laughs> Listen, it depends if the dog's a woman or not. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't hit a 
You don't hit a, a girl. You don't hit a bitch. Yeah. You can't hit a bitch. You can't. You can't. And if it's a guide dog, all bets are off. Yeah. But you don't hit women. Well, That's this, how I feel. This is a boy I'm old dog. fashioned. Kind of old fashioned like that. I'm kind of maybe slap it in the ass with a squash racket, but you don't hit a dog with your fist if it's a woman. Woman dog called a bitch. A bitch. Yeah. That's how I feel. Never so that's one of the essential questions of human nature. I'm going to take us on to the next one, Let's which, which kind of brings us back to the re- 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 religious zealots. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's so early in the morning for well, me. I have never, I've religious never heard zealots. you have that much trouble with any word. I know. It was, it was, and religious isn't a terribly difficult yeah, word, but no. you... You you got to the point you were you were talking to somebody and they're kind of stuttering, and you 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 have two thoughts. They stuttered so long that you say, "A one, do they have an actual stutter?" Yeah, which I did think for a second with you. And then two, will this word ever come forth? <laughs> That's what I really thought. You went, and then you paused. Do you remember? You paused, and then you went. Okay, let's break this down for a second. Have you ever said a word wrong? What is the statute of limitations for someone to make fun of you about that? Sometimes they'll bring it up six, seven hours the later. Statute like, of limitations. Statute. No, I said that right. The statute of limitations. Statute. I said, that. I said the statute of limitations. I said it right. We're going to play it back. Can you play it back? Do we have no. the technology? We don't know the technology. If you're podcasting right now, play it back, <laughs> and you'll hear he said statute of limitations. Statute. In any event, yeah. how long can people make? Because I don't think it's funny after more than at least five minutes it gets old to have someone be like, remember when you said, you meant to say dog and you said doog? Mm-hmm. Not a good example, though. No, certainly not. Because <laughs> how that. often have you <laughs> said dog is actually a monosyllabic. Yeah. It's only one syllable. Yeah. Remember when you were trying to say syphilis and you said Duke, Duke. Hey, good you really Duke. missed that one. Good Duke. You really, you You're weren't even close. Duke. You weren't even close on that syphilis thing. You weren't even close. I'd like to name my dog Duke. Punch that syphilis in the face. Because Duke sounds like you're mispronouncing Doug. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So let's get, let's get on to the next uh, essential question of human nature. We talked about this earlier a little bit. I have a friend that prays 12 times a day. Uh, now, is that is that praying to God or is that more stalking God? What do you think? That's a st- yeah, that's and, a stalking. Is that a stalking situation? If God really is hearing these prayers, he's got to be like, is give it, really? it a rest after the fifth one today, buddy. And what is he? Is he praying for things? Because if he's praying for I things, I don't know. that's selfish. That's where God starts screening his, his 12, prayers. Right. 12 times a day. 12 times a day if somebody's going, oh, please, God, please let this happen for me. You got it. That's selfish. And then my, my response to that is, instead of praying 12 times a day, pray once a day. And the other 12 sections of time that you'd be putting forth towards praying, maybe do a little community service. Mm, Let's focus yeah. on doing something yeah. tangibly good in the world rather than the other thing. Yeah. I got in a I got in a bit of a, a verbal fisticuff with a homeless man who asked me for a dollar. And mm-hmm. I said I'm not sure this is gonna I, make you look good. I said I can't. No, no, I'm just say that right no, now. No, no. You've already punched a dog in this episode. I'm willing I'm okay. willing to go there. This potisode. Pot- potisodes are about honest Okay. Okay. Honesty is I mean uh, I'm I look like a good guy so far. <clears throat> so far, which this is the first episode where you have pretty much like pretty a good much. guy. <laughs> now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna so he said, I'm I, he said he, I I wanted you know, can I have a dollar and we said no, we're sorry, we can't you know, we can't give you any money. And as he's walking he kind of not under his breath, but he, he mumbled what I could hear, which was Yeah, right. Give me a dollar. Can you give me a dollar? 
And I, I heard him and I said, look, man, I'm sorry, but I, I can't give you a dollar. I, I donate money to, you know, shelters and places that help. And that dollar can feed four people. Yeah. It just, it isn't a good distribution of, right. of charitable, give you the dollar. Of, of charitable yeah. finances. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, he goes, he goes, you know, he just didn't really know what to say to that. And he goes, well, why, what do you mean? I'm right here. Yeah, sure. You just get, you just, but I'm right here. I need a dollar right now. And I said, yeah, but do you understand? I, I, I think that all, uh, every, you know, I, I gave, like, for instance, whenever I book a job, I give about $500 to this sh- this sort of shelter that helps shelter people and give them food, but also helps teach them remedial skills so that they can get jobs. And I yeah, do that every time. Now you look like a good get, person. Exactly. And I am a good person, except... When a dog tried to bite my face, <laughs> bitch, back off! Uh, I slapped that dog. I know. I, I, I and, and grab its genitals. I, I try and do that because I think that's an important thing. But if you give money to a panhandler, it's just it's the wrong distribution of your wealth. Mm-hmm. It really is. And and then this is what he said to me when I kind of paraphrase what I just said. This is what he said to me. He, said, he goes, "Papa John, well, I, I, I'd, I'd use it to buy. I'd use it to get a drink anyway." That's what he said. And then he walked away. And I just. I, the, that did. That's yeah. the worst yeah. response he could have done. He totally lost that argument. Yeah. His final word proved my point. Mm-hmm. That would be like us arguing, and then me at the end being like, "And you know what? I hit dogs for fun." And then I walk out <laughs> of the door, and you're like, "Well, then, no, you should never hit it." So, and I, you know, I won't. I, I don't really hit dogs. I've never punched no. my, my girlfriend's dog, but I, I, I have hit a homeless person. Wait, what was I? I forget what I was talking about. Oh, is it? So I do give money, but I, if you're saying you I would use dogs, it to buy alcohol, yeah. that's the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. I'm not going to give you money uh, because it can be used in a better way. And then for you to say, well, I would have bought alcohol with it anyway. Well, then now you're screwing over some other homeless person who needed a dollar for something for real. Yeah. yeah. We're going to move it along. Let's do it. That was good stuff. Uh, I think you really uh, resurrected your uh, image on the show. My bad name. Yeah, because things were going down. I cleared my name. But uh, let's go along to uh, what hurts. What hurts, Mm. DJ? I think uh, lately it it hurts for me to listen to the song Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Mm. Yeah. Is that currently on your 8-track player? It is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. I only have 8-tracks. Moving along to tiny opinions. Teeny tinies. The teeny tiny opinions. Strong opinions on tiny things or tiny opinions on tiny people. This is for this is tiny people with big hearts Mm -hmm. and uh, tiny opinions. Big people with teeny tiny hearts. I think. do you think you have an, uh, like a self? I think people have a self-image problem uh, when they start working their calf muscles at the gym. Yeah, if you're, I mean, you, you know, yeah. you got your legs; they're propelling you around all day. They're doing fine, right? You, I, you, usually, you're walking fine. What difference does it make how big your calves are? You know, what, I, I'm going to say there's an interesting thing here. I have very defined calves. I've noticed that. It's about one you. of my best. A lot of Attributes. dog kicking. I'm serious. Dog yeah, kicking. I kick these dogs up and down the gym. I go to a gym where the main workout is uh, animal abuse. That's <laughs> not true. We do. There is they one. Take gym. us to a dog park. We chase it's the dogs and kick them. Not true. But we Rat do. I snout. do. I will, I will. curl parakeets though. I do do that. Uh, yeah. So I have. I've. I've. I've nice calves. I like to thank. You they know, should have that for a gym. They just release you at like a zoo and have animals chase you. People give. Yeah, chasing good is good cardio. A lot easier to run when you're. 
being chased. I've always yeah. said that. It's like my friend. He's like, I don't, I can't swim, so I don't swim for exercise. I'm like, all the better reason to swim. What's better exercise than drowning? Yeah, for sure. I you mean, you know, your... we'd be in a lot better shape if lifeguards would mind their own business. But... <laughs> Fighting for your life is the best it's workout. Great. Yeah, yeah, to be sure. But some people get calf implants. You know about this, right? Insanity. That's so crazy. If you're focusing Bad on people, and, worse than and us. also if you're a worse guy, if you're us. a guy, why are you so worried about your legs? You know, I mean, women. It's nice for them to have nice toned legs, but also, do you really want to really work on your calves? I think the biggest thing for me is if someone's working on their calves, that means that they're saying the word calves a lot, and that's just not a word that should be said very often. <laughs> How often are you like my calves hurt? It just doesn't. It's not a good word. No. That's no. why they attribute it. We talk about our thighs a lot, but we don't talk about our calves a lot, I think. Because it's not a good word. If our thighs were called calves, we'd talk more about our thighs, which yeah. would be our calves. If calves were horses, dreamers would walk. Yeah. And I, I got to say, this whole section of the podcast, I think we've been a little calf-hearted on it. <laughs> and now and now we're back to having fun. My name's T.J. Miller. I'm on the program. Cash, thank you for having me. It's so great to have a guest like you breaking it down for us like this. Right now. Look, the, the calf implant thing is insanity. insanity. The breast implant thing, confusingly... I'm not injured. I don't like big ones. Well, let me ask you this. Are you supposed to, are you supposed to compliment someone's breasts when they were bought, store-bought? Like, how do you... Uh, it's a weird thing. It's Where'd like you get them? Where'd great, you get your breasts? Car. Who did your breasts? Like, what do you do? I mean, you can't. It's it's sort of it's a thing too where women like to you know hide the fact that they got breast implants, but some people are very open about it. You know, I think there are lots of people that I have a couple friends. One girl in particular who's in film and television, and she's very open about it. Not you know in in public, on the, in the media and stuff, but she's she's pretty open about it with me and. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't like big breasts on women, really. I'm not a guy who's like, look at those gazongas. No. First of all, because that's a weird thing to call breasts. Gazongas. Gazongas, yeah. That's probably old school. And second, old of all, school. Yeah. second of all, I just, I, I like a woman with sort of smaller, perky breasts that mm-hmm. when, you know, you turn her around, you can kind of flatten them against her yeah. chest and she'll yeah. look like a little boy. Yeah, that, that yeah. You know, you and can you call her Ricky. The, get out the squash rack. Say, hey, I, Rick. <laughs> Do you, have we talked about this before? I mean, I have a little theory about this. Have we talked about I the breasts? Have, on the, no. I mean, I, what I love about a woman's breasts is how soft and pillowy they are against my skin. I don't need a hard breast against my skin. Yeah, I don't need a good, sharp yes. breast. Right. I don't need to receive like a, a paper cut from a nipple. Right. Like I don't. They're very. I think they're very hard. They can be right? very. They, and know. here's the thing that I have a problem with. In the end, we're all going to be old and not quite as attractive, and that's just a, a, a losing battle. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to be 103 and have people say. Your breasts don't look a day over 16. The rest of you looks like a pterodactyl scrotum. <laughs> I mean, I think... Except for your fake lips, first which of were all, stolen from a Mr. I Potato Head that, doll. I don't know that pterodactyl scrotums are terribly wrinkled. I would think they are. And I've seen a couple... The, actual, ter- oh. the animal itself is wrinkled. I've seen a couple of pterodactyl dicks. <laughs> and they're pretty smooth and pretty tight at any age. <laughs> so let me just say that. For all of you at home, pterodactyl dicks and scrotums are smooth... And wrinkleless, <laughs> like a well-ironed shirt. That's what pterodactyl balls are like. The pterodactyl scrotum. I, I, uh, I, 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 I like a woman. I, I like a woman with smaller breasts, and I, I just like women with smaller frames. That's just for, mm-hmm. sort of my thing. Because I'm dating a girl now who's shaped kind of like a pear. Yeah, uh-huh. she has smaller breasts, and then her lower sort of around her 
her thighs and her, her you know her bottom her hips and her bottom are uh, they look like an old zenith television i mean it's gigantic you know what i'm saying tube style not a flat screen it looks like a tube television down there and i, I gotta say this there's nothing on there i want to watch you know what i'm saying and that is true i have a tough time looking below her belt line you understand it's all reruns of Sanford and Son. You know what I'm saying? Junkyard shit down there. <laughs> she hears this and immediately just cuts me when I get home. Yeah. Well, you can always, you know, have her avoid this podcast somehow. I don't think she'll listen to any of these podcasts. She would never. And I was going to ask that. Does your wife listen to the podcast? You make her though. Yeah, you're she, a guy who does. makes people. Yeah. See, yeah. I never. I. I have a thing. You know, you're, a, the, you're a pretty pushy little guy. You no, will not, make. You're people. not. You are not that little. You're. You're. You're a medium sized pushy guy. Yeah. And uh, no, but I. I mean, I. I don't know. I think there's. I, I'm. I'm in a relationship right now where she doesn't care about everything that I'm doing, which is fine. I think. You know, she's wrong, but it's fine. Well, you wanna. You wanna have someone. I think when you're looking at a relationship. Uh, you want, and there she is. And there's, there she is. She came, and she's going to cut me. We just had someone burst. I in. think you want to. I think you want to be with someone that you love uh, more than they love you. I, I think it's more fun to love than to be loved. But you don't want somebody who doesn't love you enough that they won't cut. No, no, no. You want to know they're yeah. going to stick around and be loyal. But as long as they love you that much. But it doesn't matter. That, I don't think it matters to the extent that they, if they worship you and all that kind of stuff. And you, I would rather love someone more than they love me. Do you think that you it's love your fun. It's fun. Do you think love. you love your wife more than she loves you? A little me? bit. Really? Yeah, I think so. That's interesting because in your relationship, I don't think she's dynamic. capable of, uh, of, of loving someone quite as much as I am. So it's really, you're, really you're insulting no, her. I, I no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that she's got a little more defense. Uh, um, I'm not trying to put her down at all. I'm just saying that, um, you know, she might be uh, have more walls. That's I can, I mean, I can understand that. I think like... Uh, <laughs> she goes out with a fucking I mean, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think, you know, our, our capacity to love, your capacity, it's, my capacity is much greater than most human beings. <laughs> Because we are comedians and we're spending our lives trying to, to show love to individual strangers mostly, and uh, and sometimes to touch them if they're naked and under the age of five, <laughs> and their name is Cash Levy. Well, uh, we started off with the with the calves, mm-hmm. so one more uh, tiny opinion. We'll move on. One more tiny. One more tiny, teeny tiny opinion. Um, and it, it involves the calves. I think speed walking is really stupid. Uh, the whole point of walking is that you're not getting extra exercise. You're you're either running or you're walking. Let's not take something fun and relaxing like roller skating and make it into a sport. Let's not take the, let's, let's do the relaxing thing. Let's keep them. We can't turn them into extreme sports. I like walking fast. I like speed walking. I don't do it. I think if you're power walking and that's your workout, that's weird. But when I walk, I like to walk very fast, especially if I'm by myself. I love walking as fast as I can because you get in there faster. It's good for your body. I totally disagree with you. And I hate to walk all over your opinions, but I'm doing it quickly. Would you would you eat? Would you make ice cream eating into a sport? I think that competitive eating. I think competitive eating is really interesting. We'll it's talk, weird. Let's it's talk really about that weird. another time. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, we don't have time. We're gonna we're moving along. This let's is move crazy. forward. We don't have that much time left. We're gonna do a, a quick practical living in the modern age. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever? I, I think it's important as a man to coin some phrases. If have I can. ever coined a phrase, yes. Yeah. What have you I coined? coined uh, real juice. Drink it up. 
And people seem to respond to that. I just, you know, I was sick of people saying real talk. I didn't even understand what that meant when R. Kelly first started saying it. Look at you. You don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, real. So I like to say real juice. You got to drink it up. That's real juice. Drink it up. Really? Okay, yeah. that was you. I, like I, haven't heard, I haven't heard that one. Well, it's, it's not very popular. <laughs> it hasn't been getting around. Uh, and then I coined uh, the phrase uh, uh, D-Town Rewound, play it again. That was now This Is Then. Okay. Which that's has a hard one gained to say. zero traction. Yeah, that's not a lot. In fact, it's hard I think to say. Was in, it takes I, a while. I coined the phrase, uh, let me rephrase this coin. Just now. I just coined that phrase. <laughs> that right now. could be the thing that really rephrase puts this coin. podcast on the map. I think so. Well, have you coined any phrases? I have tried. Uh, I tried to uh, coin the phrase uh, custom fit. Custom fit. Like, you know, when something's really cool? Yeah. Here's my favorite. <laughs> and you got you to gotta, like, touch your finger and put it up in the air and go, taste it. Yeah. <laughs> taste it. Uh, that's, you gotta, you said it did that? not catch and on. Right. And it what caught is on in college a little bit. In college, I was doing it in college, and kind of <laughs> caught on a little bit where I'd be like, Taste it. I, I knew it was corny, but it's it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, I like that. I taste used, it. Uh, yeah, I like that. My you friend would combine them. Taste it. Taste it. Yeah, you kind of touch your finger with your. Do you it while enunciate. you're driving. Right now, do it while you're driving or you gotta, walking. You got to enunciate. Speed walking. Because when you said Eating it quickly, ice cream. when you said it quickly, it sounded like you went. Ugh. Tasted. No, it's and when you say it. that, that's a little weird because then taste you, let's say right, you go, hey, this rum raisin ice cream is really good. TJ, have a little bit. I take a bite and I go, mm, tasted. No, just got tasted. No, let's not. Let's not. Um, you know. Well, we got you know, coining phrases is it's difficult because it's difficult to get people to get on board with something. Mm-hmm. I you have stole to say it a phrase. Lot. You have to say it a lot. Doug Benson said uh, in the state of Denver on a podcast that I was doing with him, and uh, I started using that as a uh, a euphemism for being high off okay. of marijuana yeah. drugs, and uh, that kind of caught on. Yeah. So being in the state of Denver, I'm you so have in to the be state with people that are high a lot and mm-hmm. be high a lot. To, you yeah, do to pull that off or taste just, it you can do that anytime anytime, anytime. i don't think we're you really know. talking about which is a better you know, like phrase, you get pulled over police officer taste it you know kind of like you would do that at all yeah that wouldn't be the perfect situation but you could because what when what situation if a cop pulls you over would you have said or done when he something? says here's the thing when he says i'm not going to give you a ticket then you go Taste it. And he goes, now I am going to give you a ticket for, uh, for public drunkenness, for public being obnoxious in public. Taste it. I, taste it is a good one. My friends used to combine them because the custom fit wasn't gaining traction, but they'd be like, taste, hey, taste it, custom fit. They started calling me that sometimes. which Custom, you know, custom fit's a pretty good nickname. I don't like fit. people that push their nicknames on other custom people. Custom fit. Hi, I'm TJ. They call me custom fit, so you can call me custo. <laughs> General custo. General Custo Fit. Uh, that brings me to the next one, actually. And I, I know we're running along, but I, we have to do this because it's, it's exactly about, what I wanted to talk, talk about. about. We have to we just let into it. And that's, I think it's important what you, this practical living in the modern age, what you call people in terms of how they feel about themselves, right? So if you call someone like a sport or a captain isn't bad mm-hmm. or chief, mm-hmm. That kind of makes me feel good boss, when people go, hey, what's boss, up, chief? Boss. boss isn't bad. If someone calls you squire, not so good. Hey, squire. I don't think anyone's ever said that in the history. <laughs> Even some squires, started, when someone says, hello, squire, they go, just call me Johnny. I started to... Just call me Jacob. My fr- No, there was a friend called. they called me chief, and I used to call him squire. Like, there's a kind of like... 
What's up, Squire? Like, because I thought it was. I think Chief is kind of ridiculous. Well, and then I don't you, like to be a stranger to call me you, Chief. But like, you know, look, I didn't earn the. I didn't earn the. I didn't earn the right to be called Chief at the toll booth. To be fair, yeah. to be fair, when you were at that toll booth, you were wearing an Indian headdress. <laughs> now, I, but I, I really do believe, like you know, people call each other buddy a lot, dude, bro, and it just we call me bro, Brosif. Yeah, Angelina Broly. Yeah, Lindsay Brohan. Right, right. Yeah, any of that stuff. It's not going to make me feel good about myself, and it, it actually makes me want to be less friends with you, bro, bro, bro. What are we doing tonight? Nothing. I'm just saying at home, counting the reasons why we're no longer friends. <laughs> Top of the list, you said bro three times in a row. Okay. I hate I hate a row of bros. <laughs> Someone gives me a row of bros. <laughs> okay, practical living in the modern age. Yep. I here's the one that I like using Let's on people, mm-hmm. and it worked for about eight years, and I'm going to start bringing it back. I like, and it makes them feel good. It gives them a little bounce in their step. I like calling people mighty one. It's too long. What's up, mighty one? It's a weird one. <laughs> mighty one. They really, if you take it away, they're upset. There's my mighty I, one. I called people mighty one for eight years, and he, still when I see some of those people, I'm like, I thought I was the mighty one. Like, what's up, Bob? They'll be like, I. I, I'm so, not mighty. Anymore. So use it in use it in a sentence with me. I'm like, hey, mighty one. How's That's the day your going? Sentence. How's the day going? How's the day going? You know What's what? Up, it, mighty you know one. What it, use it in a sentence isn't uh, adding the word "hey" before the word. Uh, you know, you're awfully prolific. I don't know what that means. Uh, can you use it in a sentence? Sure. Hey, prolific. <laughs> Okay, well, so I didn't do that right. I didn't do that right. That's okay. Chief. Mighty one. <laughs> All right, Squire. Break it down for me, Squire. Um, Squiggy. If you call I'm someone Squiggy. Mighty One, they don't want you to take it away. What's your favorite thing to call people? Well, I also like to say you're an animal because it's so vague. If you say to someone, <laughs> like, you're an animal, dude, it's so vague. Like, you, you, like, they'll be like, I swam 50 laps yesterday, and you're not impressed. You'd be like, you're an animal, dude. And they'll picture like a sea, a sea lion or like a whale or a dolphin, a good swimmer, and you might be picturing a barnacle. It's a win-win. I like calling people yeah? son. It's a son. Son. How you doing, okay. son? You don't think that's degrading at all? I don't think it's too degrading, but it doesn't work. There is, there's a phrase. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. I don't like, I don't like saying, you know, I, I don't like saying dude. I hate saying bro. I, I don't like man that much. Guy sometimes is okay. Do you ever go, hey, dude, guy, dude. relax. Here's yeah. another dumb one. Dudette. Come on. Dudette. Who's doing that? I've heard that. I mean, that is. Some dudettes. I'll hit a dog in the face for saying <laughs> that. Uh, no, but I, I, I do. I think like, uh, you know, I speak fluent Castellano, which is Argentinian Spanish. And the thing that they call each other a lot, and that's flaco. Get that yeah. flaco. Come on, that's flaco. Yeah. Pues flaco, por favor. I like that because flaco means skinny guy. I've heard you do that. You're an animal. Skinny guy. You're an animal when you do that. <laughs> You're an animal. Uh, mighty one. You're a mighty one. Yeah. All right. You know what? Uh, we got to wrap things up, so we're going to just finish with the maskers today. Let's finish There's no with the tickling the balls now. of the pterodactyl straddle on high. You can always tweet me at not TJ Miller. It's finished uh, with, a good with the hashtag maskers, M A S K E R S, and that's ask the maskers. Ask the masters, sorry. It's a very complicated, but we made the decision and we're here. Okay, so first question, asking the masters where we try and give you real advice. Mr. Underscore Chris Adams on Twitter writes, do drugs do something good or bad? And how much does physical appearance go into stand-up? That's a twofold question. I'm going to say drugs do something good when used correctly, much like almost everything. In the world, 
a gun does something well when you use it correctly to defend your family, to shoot someone who's a maniac. <laughs> Someone's dog. <laughs> to shoot a dog. He's about to lick your face. Um, to, um, <laughs> So I, I I'm pro drugs. I think that I think that drugs in moderation She's are a good deal. Calf. I think uh, I think drugs, yeah, pro drugs. A couple of beers. Drugs can open up your mind a little bit. Yeah, I think you know cocaine and heroin. I don't think are particularly good, but I think marijuana, alcohol, when used correctly, I think they do a good thing. And physical appearance should not go into stand up at all. Uh, I don't agree. I'll tell you why I think physical appearance does affect stand-up is certain guys look a certain way, and then they can get away with certain types of jokes where other people can't. And I think it does. You have to kind of know your limits. But I if you're a super, super good-looking guy... Uh, well, you're and, not going to be funny, first of all. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, the worst, the kiss of death for anything is to be super, super hot, to develop personality even. I mean, if you're super, super hot. I think if you're a very attractive person, it's usually bad news. Yeah, People but, treat you a different way. Right. That's all I'm saying is that a person like that has to be very careful about certain types of jokes. That's all. But I think physical appearance shouldn't go into stand-up at all in the sense that you should be able to look however you look and still be funny. No, I agree with that. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think you're right that if you're yeah. a real good-looking guy, you're in deep shit because you're not going to be funny or interesting. Yeah, yeah. Everything that's, comes that's a good way to break you. it down, mighty one. Okay, manif- <laughs> you animal. <laughs> Manifold888 uh, writes, where is a good place to find pixel artists for hire? Try Googling it. And also, don't ask us dumb shit. <laughs> you're wasting the uh. master's time. <laughs> All right, ready? Here's in the last one, yeah. last masker. <clears throat> nope. We had two more. These are great. Ben Warheit, W-A-R-H-E-I-T, is his handle, Ben Warheit, writes, if pandas won't reproduce on their own, is it worthwhile for us to step in and prevent their extinction? So if an animal, Mm. in this case pandas, won't reproduce, do we play God by forcing them to reproduce to keep that species? Yeah, but it's just that they're real shy. They don't like to have sex in public, right? (laughs) I think that's part of it. So we've created this monster, right? Well, but pandas in the wild have to be able to have sex, right? I think if pandas aren't reproducing, then <clears throat> then that's it, you know? I think that you got to let them go. If they don't want to have sex with I each other. I think that there's been other uh, types of animals that have been almost extinct. We've helped out, and they've re- regrown their population where we feel pretty good about how you know they've rebounded. So I think it's worth uh, saving saving the panda. I'm going to say this. And this is you can I'm working on a joke right now, which is what if sex didn't feel as good as it felt? What if it just felt about as good as drinking a cold glass of milk when you're thirsty? Oh, which yeah. which feels good. But isn't that great? If sex didn't feel amazing. I don't think people would put up with each other's bullshit. Listen, I think. Do you have a joke you want to do here? No, I mean, I, I'm, as I Let said, I'm working say, on it. But I think, I think if you if people didn't love having sex, you can't force people to have sex with each other. I don't think sex is any more pleasurable than food. Really, it's just more scarce. Is that true? Think about it. Think about it. If people had sex, this is one of the reasons we're such good friends. If people that, had sex three times a day and only ate once a month. You'd always be trying to People get like, sweet, sweet food. Major Square Friday night had a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Went over to Panda Express. Too bad that animal doesn't live anymore. 
<laughs> I'd say that's got to be the end of it, buddy. All right, guys. Thank you for having me on the program. No, it's Cash so great Lobby. to have you. My favorite programs are always the ones that you're my guest. So thank you Follow for coming. Follow us on Cashing In with TJ is our Twitter handle. You can always reach me at not TJ Miller. And Cash is on Facebook, I think. Yeah, yeah. and CashLevy.com. And uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Keep the Panthers alive. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 